And I think, Heidi, that's such an important point because that's what I want people listening to this episode to understand. If you're not an influencer, that doesn't mean that today's episode isn't for you. You might be a legal services professional. You might be a copywriter. You might be an Etsy creator. But we all want to represent ourselves and our personal professional brand to the best of our capability. And these days, that means how do you show up on social media? How do you show up on the Zoom, right? And how do you show up in those moments where you're where you're creating digitally? Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, Hyde. Hey, James. I love when I say Hyde. It sounds very exotic. <laughs> There's a nightclub called Hyde. I don't know. <laughs> sounds like I'm it. hiding. Yes, I dig it. Which is a lot better than um, my au pair growing up was Danish, and she always used to call me Heidi Ho. And because there's That's a so there's like a, a Danish song like yeah well and actually it. there's I feel like there was like a rap song that incorporated like Heidi 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 Ho and so but it always mortified me as I became like a you know ten year old and then a teenager and then I'd be like oh my god don't say that That's so hilarious. all right well from now on I'm calling you Heidi Ho no. so. <laughs> Uh, okay, Jamie Joe, whatever. Um, all right, nicknames aside, when Jamie and I, Jamie Joe and I first announced our third season, we did promise to do more solo episodes and more sharing. So we have so far dropped two of those promised episodes and we are back with another. Today we are talking about a topic that is an essential part of both of our businesses and something that we both get a lot of questions about. Building an at-home studio. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so listen to today's show if maybe you've always dreamed of having your own at-home studio but don't really know where to start. You want insider tips on what equipment might be necessary to shoot quality content at home. And of course, this one I raise my hand for. You feel like it's impossible to record anything because hashtag mom life. <laughs> yep, that's me too. I mean, James, I'm going to be honest. I can remember a time when I used to look at different yoga celebrities. I'm doing air quotes for everyone there. And just think like, oh, well, of course, it's so easy for her. I mean, she has like a mega mansion in the middle of nowhere America with 9 million square feet. She has no children. Of course, she can shoot every day. She has a studio set up in a room that never gets touched, that nobody ever sees. And I was sitting there in New York City with three children and my husband and shooting just felt like a Herculean feat. I mean, I even, we, I was in the unbelievable position where I got to rip my apartment down to cinder block and suds. And I built a part of the apartment to be my yoga corner because, you know, in Manhattan, you can't have a yoga room. Sorry, it's just too much um, with three children. But I did have an area of the apartment that was designated for shooting. And I built built-ins to hold all of the extensive equipment that I had at the time. But it's still, and then, you know, the kids stuff covered it up and this, and it just like the quiet and all the things. And if I'm being extra, extra, extra honest with my Jamie Joe, <laughs> I would always look at you and be like, Ugh, she makes it look so easy all the time. How does she do it? Was it as easy as it looked? 
Well, I think that's so funny, Heidi, because when I think about it, so, okay, so first, I guess I will think back to when I was in New York first and my apartment, I was definitely one of those people who had such apartment envy. Like everyone had these, it was like the beginning of the Instagram aesthetic when people just had like, you know, pompous grass and boho chic apartment backgrounds and they were painting their walls like a beautiful neutral mocha color and everything was so perfect. And mine just felt like a hodgepodge of strollers and diaper bags and there wasn't room for us, you know, as it was, let alone like to designate even a corner for shooting. So we just kind of like hodgepodge it together. You know, that was New York City. So Asher, my youngest, was living in basically a closet. His nursery was a closet. Here's what's funny. I think the pandemic changed everything for everyone. Because for me, when lockdown started, I didn't even have a ring light. Like, I think we right. all, yeah, I had nothing. Did right, you? Right. I mean, you would have had some more stuff because maybe you were shooting more at home. Because I had I already think... started shooting for CrossFlow X. That's yeah. I mean, for CrossFlow Yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Even as an influencer, I just, it wasn't something I had ever purchased. Like I just, I don't know. And then COVID happened and we moved to Maine for lockdown. So we were at my mom's house. And so the way that things started there was like, Q, you know, I'm on QVC for anybody who doesn't know listening. And so QVC being like a, a home shopping network, if you don't know what that is, they started having us, first they were just having us call in and we would like call in and talk the host through the item. I'd be like, well, Leah, I, I don't know what part of this shirt you're touching right now, but I'd imagine it might be the seaming. Let's talk about that beautiful seaming. Like it was so odd because we had been in the studio and then they started having us come and do live shows on Skype. Now, for somebody who didn't have a ring light, picture this, okay? I had, early on in the pandemic, what's called a TSV. And a TSV at QVC, it happens every day. There's a TSV item every day. It's the today's special value. So every day, one item at QVC is the star, right? Like gets to be the big discounted item. And when you're the brand rep for that item, your TSV day, you get ready for for like six months, right? Like it is a big deal. So I had a TSV in May of 2020 and I had nothing. And the way that it works also, Heidi, is that you kick off with an hour show at midnight. So picture oh this. I had been kind of playing with natural light and using windows. Yes. Right? I had to kick off at midnight. So here's what we did. George, God bless him, my husband, went out to our car and you know, those um, reflectors that they use in the front, in the dash, like yes, to, to like, the sun out. Yeah. he brought that in from our car and he put it around my mom's brightest lamp and it just reflected the, the light in my direction. And then we put, That's we had gotten one ingenious, ring light. Yes, George, go George. Thank God for George. And because also they make you, they made us hardwire, uh -huh. which is where my obsession with hardwiring started. Yes. Because, you know, QVC being live television, they were like, we can't rely on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. So here, here were the things that I learned early on, you know, at least maybe have a ring light. Hardwiring is good, right? Because we don't, relying on Wi-Fi, especially if our content is important or if it's live, you know, if you're, even if you're not on TV, maybe you're giving an hour long presentation for work. Mm -hmm. That's a really big deal or important. Consider these things because there's nothing worse than preparing for something important and seeing that, that spinning pinwheel of death, right? Because oh. your Wi-Fi is not going. Yeah. So I the ended up getting starts and then everything isn't, the words aren't with the mouth. There's a whole thing. Oh, so I'll get to that too. Cause mm -hmm. I have a story about that, okay. that I'm going to get to when we get to my Pennsylvania setup. But this is basically how it started for me, Heidi. I had literally nothing. I had one like rinky dink ring light because you couldn't get ring lights back no, then. No, that's I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to interrupt. Because yeah. when I, I remember when we started recording the podcast at home, I was interior and 
I didn't have a ring light and I couldn't order one. And yes. I think I like finally found one at like Nordstrom's basement. It was some, I don't know what store it was. It was something so random that you would never think of, but right. I Googled it every day and it finally showed up and it, you know, it took forever to show up and it was such an exciting thing to find one back then. It was. And so here's what ended up happening while I was in Maine. And I tell this story a lot because I think it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a joy of my existence that we found so many silver linings amongst this very difficult time. And for me, one of those silver linings was you and me, Heidi, together, and then also me, like in my content creation and my television work, kind of found a new reason for being um, in pandemic wellness and quarantine wellness and how do we help people stay sane? And all of a sudden our fitness and wellness content felt more important than ever. Mm -hmm. And it felt like as influencers and content creators and podcasters, we could kind of give brands a way in to be a part of this pandemic wellness conversation, but without being exploitative. Cause you know, how brands were getting flack in the early days of, for like, you know, leveraging a pandemic, but oh, yes. they kind of came in through the podcast, right? So we yeah. were working with a lot of brands we'd never worked with before because they liked our message. And all of a sudden you and I were like, I think we don't take a hiatus just because there's lockdown. Mm -hmm. I think we figure out how to do this all better. Yeah. And that's when this all started. So after Maine, here's what I can tell you, where, where it let me off after those first days of lockdown, I had a ring light and a tripod, okay? Mm. That was for like QVC and Tripods are huge. They are very important. It doesn't matter what you're shooting on. Yeah, absolutely. And now I think people, you know, I see people with ring lights and tripods everywhere. It doesn't seem to be such a influencer-centric thing to have anymore, but at those- Oh, no. I was getting calls from literally everyone I knew because they were like, oh, well, Heidi's been on camera. She right. must know about these ring lights. Like- lawyers, business people, because all of a sudden they were in front of their whole yeah. team and needed to look air quotes professional. And they didn't want to look like the washed out green person on screen with the whole company. So and I think Heidi, that's such an important point because that's what I want people listening to this episode to understand. If you're not an influencer, that doesn't mean that today's episode isn't for you. Not even You a might be a legal services professional. You might be a copywriter. You might be an Etsy creator. But we all want to represent ourselves and our personal professional brand to the best of our capability. And these days, that means how do you show up on social media? How do you show up on the Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you show up in those moments where you're where you're creating digitally? Yes. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It's just right. giving you the best shot of appearing as the best you. That's Absolutely. all. It's not perfection. It's not that's not what we're looking for. That's a great point. And it doesn't have to take a lot. So here's a I guess what I'm trying to like convey is that I didn't have a gazillion expensive pieces of equipment. I had a ring light and a tripod. I had acquired at that point a mic because you and me and Megan and Christine in the early days of Off the Gram had decided, hey, if we're going to do this show from home, we do still have our production partner, Gotham Production Studios, who we love, but we, we were going to be doing it remote. And so we all said, let's do it as professional as possible. Let's get mics. So we uh, we all have the Audio Technica 2020, which is the mic that we use, which is a good mic. I got that reco for my friends at Sirius Radio. Mm -hmm. They were all getting those for their homes. And I had hardwired a room or two of my house for like, you know, TV and important stuff. That was it. That So that was where I was in the early days. So Heidi, I know you were in New York. You were shooting content weekly and continue to do so for your app. What were you doing in those early days? That is a great question, Jamie. I am so glad you asked. <laughs> so people ask me a lot about, you know, equipment and and what I would do, which is funny because it's not dissimilar at all from my acting days when I, every shoot 
that I was on, I would ask the makeup artist to write me a list of what she used on my face when I liked it. Yeah. And so that's how I figured out what worked for me. Right. So it's not dissimilar. Every time I was on a shoot where I liked the outcome, I would ask the videographers what equipment they use. And when I say equipment, I mean a very short list. It is the camera. It is the microphone because in fitness specifically, the body mic has a lot more requirements than say a normal shoot. But I will say, I don't care what you are shooting. If you want other people to consume a video of yours, sound matters and a microphone matters because there's nothing that drives me more bananas than echoey sound that's not connected to the video. And check this out. I'm going to show you visually, but I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell people what it is. So I'm holding up Heidi right now that it was in my purse. I just pulled it out. This little baby microphone. Look at this little baby microphone. You've been using that a lot. It's adorable. I bought a six pack of them on Amazon for $20. Come on. Yeah. It comes with, you know, it has the little, the little cover, but it's a wind. It's called a windscreen. James. Yeah, the windscreen. Thank <laughs> you very much, Miss Technically Correct. It looks like a little ice cream oh cone. Oh that's so cute. It's like it's like a miniature doll microphone it's under the windscreen. Like a miniature doll microphone. And I, of course, saw content creators like Tinks used mm-hmm. to always use the miniature microphone and all these creators. And it was kind of becoming like almost a part of their bit, you mm-hmm. know, that they would always have this little microphone. I was like, well, that's cool. All I do is I plug it into my phone with a dongle mm-hmm. and just record as usual. Amazing. And the sound is incredible. So these Amazing. things don't have to be expensive. No. And I went through the whole mic thing because with all of the major fitness and media outlets I recorded with, every time I recorded a yoga video, they would use the Seinhausers, which are thousands. What's that? The microphones, they are, I feel like I need to look it up to get the, it's S-E-I. And it was like a lav. So a lavalier mic is one, just so people know at home, is one that you clip on your clothing. Yes. Um, And and so that's what it was. Got it. But that also can connect to a Britney mic. Headset. Yeah, it's Sennheiser, S-E-N-N-H, Got it. Um, is the very, very expensive brand that I'm not recommending. I mean, obviously, if you want the best of the best, that is the one that all of the media outlets use, blah, 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 good for them. I went and bought, I obviously consulted with a lot of people, but I went and bought the Rode Go mic, which is like- Everyone likes that. It's like- max $200 with the lav, like the lavalier thing. And then you can buy the headset and it clips right in, or you can clip it to your clothes. Obviously for me, I go upside down. So I need it secure and tight. And so sometimes the clip doesn't always work because I move my head a lot in the shoots. So I like the, you know, what the headset, which people call the Britney mic because it's visual for people. Like Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I want to like, I want to mention, we, I'm fully aware of $200 is expensive for if you're just doing it for fun, but if it's part of your Business. setup and that's what I look at, I look at everything cause I'll get to the, I'll get to where I'm sitting right now. Cause I'll explain the, the Pennsylvania yeah. evolution of my at home studio. If it's part of your business and that might mean you're a content creator, or like I said earlier, it might just mean that you have a vested interest in marketing yourself in a way that looks professional because you want it to match the level of work that you put out, then this is an investment and it is the cost of doing business and it is a line item in your overall budget. And your your tax write-offs. Yeah. And it's a tax write-off. That's correct. Yeah. So I guess for me, the one to $200 range, I was only looking at the Sennheisers because that's all the media. And it was, they were thousands of dollars. And so I was like, you know, and then I was looking at the light boxes that people use. And I first got like a really big pro light setup 
with, you know, like the giant boxes and everything. So when you say light boxes, explain what you mean. So like on a tripod with like a filtered light? So you always need two because or else you have massive shadows. So Mm -hmm. typically they come in packs of two, but sometimes they don't. And old school light boxes. Yeah. Thank you for asking me to explain because I'm like, but I'm on a set every day. Why doesn't anybody need that explained? (laughs) Nobody else is. Um, So a giant light box, it used to look like an umbrella with like a film over it and a light under it. Let me tell you something about those because I used to use those in New York before the pandemic. I I have one sitting right here, but I also have other lights. They take forever to cool down. If a child comes running in and knocks it over, it can start a fire. (laughs) Um, they're just, when you have young children, they're just not the best option. My kids don't come in this room. It's the only room that they're not allowed in. See, but that goes back to my original, like, of course she can do it. And it just felt so defeating. Well, so can I actually, let me mention this. So I'll, and I'll tell you how I got into this room, Mm -hmm. which is funny. I do have a dedicated room in my house that is like my studio, my, my office, and so it's my podcast studio, my QVC studio, because I do half of my QVC appearances now in the actual television studio here in Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is where QVC is headquartered. And the other half, like for instance, I'm on at 613 tonight from right across the room from where, where I'm sitting right now. When I first moved into this house, we had made this room that I'm sitting in into our gym. So we had a little at-home gym. That was great. Good idea, right? In the basement. That's where most people put their gyms. So I put my TV set and my podcast set, your my bedroom, podcast right? couch in my bedroom because think about it though. I'm selling clothes, right? So I put the set close to where my closet is. So as I'm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was easier to set up. I was, you know, every single day I have a large setup to do. Well, what ended up happening, Heidi, is that after a year or two of that, my bedroom became a very unsexy place. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. And all of the wellness experts that we interview are always like, the bedroom is sacred. It is for sleeping only. That's so interesting. Totally. So all of a sudden, I brought all my work into the bedroom. I was doing QVC at like two in the morning because that's sometimes when I'm on with poor George sleeping in the bed three feet away. He's like snoring. And it was just, it was. And so finally, we said, I think it's time to put this in a dedicated space. Now, again, this is not to look out of touch. Most people, myself included for the first 40 years of my life, don't have an extra room. I happened to move from the heart of New York City to the, you know, bucolic, like, countryside of Pennsylvania where you get a lot more house for your money. And I did have a house with an extra room, which is great. So we did repurpose this room, but also keeping in mind, doing TV and podcasting from home is my actual job. So this is my home office. So what I have now is this dedicated room. One side is my podcast nook, which has, like, a couch and a cute backdrop and my mic and all of that. And I did soundproof. I call it soundproofing, but... It's not a perfect science. I got off of Amazon those little like octagonal, they're like sticker plates that you put on your wall. And I put them all up the side, all on the ceiling and all down the other side of the wall. They help a little. They help a little with reverb. So it's not so echoey in here. And then on the other side of the room, I have my TV set up. And for that, I did get what you were calling light boxes, but they're they're called newer, N-E-W-E-R. I have those now, which yes. are the much newer version. I'm yeah. like, no, pun intended, no pun intended. And they're great. I think I find that a lot of content creators have those. So if you're like, I'm, tra- I'm ready to take it one step up from a ring light, or you're thinking, hey, I want to do, you know, dances or promotional videos, you know, whether you're a TikToker or like I said the opposite of a TikToker and like legal services. And you just want to like stand up and talk about what you do to a camera. And you're like, I need light that goes a little farther. The newer 
light set is a very popular one and affordable. And then the last thing I finally bought for all of this was my camera. And we were just talking about this, Heidi. I know neither of us can remember the exact model, but I bought a Sony. It is very highly rated on Amazon for like influencers. And a lot of people get this particular 4K camera. One thing I found though, when my camera, we had the setup in the beginning for QVC and I had this problem with what is called lip flap. Have you ever heard of that term? I'm like, are you talking about a lip flip or like the sound isn't synced? I have that too. <laughs> I have that too. No, but a lip flip is cosmetic surgery, yeah, yeah. but a lip flap is basically when you have the unmatched yeah. like mm-hmm. sound of your words with your lips. What happened was the data was coming into my computer at slightly different times. Oh. I use my AirPods when I'm on the air at QVC. Mm-hmm. So the camera, the data was going in so fast. The AirPods, because one was an Apple device, one wasn't, everything was coming in at slightly fraction of a second off. Mm-hmm. So one other piece of equipment I had to get is a mixer. Mm-hmm. So kind of like you would see a mixer in like an audio studio. I had to get a mixing board. So everything basically just goes into the mixer first and then it goes directly to the computer all at the same time. And that's how I fixed my my lip flap problem. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never had that particular problem because I, I actually don't use AirPods for that pr- reason. Right. I just right. use my Rode Go Your mic. mic or now yeah. I'm using the Rode Go too. <laughs> I, well, the problem but. for me is that I also have to hear because yeah. I'm talking to the host. Mm-hmm. And so the easiest thing to do is just to keep it all in and out through AirPods, but totally. I still haven't found a perfect science. Yeah. I mean, and there's probably not one. Everybody's learning every day, right? And it's the most perfect for you today. Yeah. And I think though, Heidi, like we always tell our podcast guests, we'd prefer you to use a wired microphone, like your air, your, your old school wired um, earphones, earphones. I was like, are they AirPods? Are they still AirPods head, headset? Mm-hmm. Um, rather than using AirPods because AirPods have that, that one extra layer yep. of Bluetooth that could go wrong. So if you are giving a big presentation and you're sitting in front of your computer, I still like to go wired. What do you think? I always prefer wired off of not wired. If I'm live, I would infinitely prefer prefer wired. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I'm shooting my yoga videos, I can't do wired. So I do the road mics. But one of them actually is wired to the camera. And the other one is wired to me. It's just right. the Bluetooth between the transmitter boxes. So I think, you know, like with sound, I think you just... As with everything in life, you do the best you can with what you have. And when you know better, you do better if you can. You know, it's, and I think we're here today to sort of offer up a host of options to people to say, like, it doesn't have to look like this. Yeah. It could look like this. It could look like this. It could be anything in between. And I think that if you don't have the crazy gorgeous backdrop aesthetic that sometimes you see on TikTok or Instagram where people just look like, you're like, what is this room that you clearly designed just for social media? And that's not reality for me. One thing you really can control is your sound. And when I look at a creator, like for instance, Tinks, I think Tinks became famous with that little microphone because it was almost so new to have this creator very intimate and the sound, it sounded so crisp. It sounded like she was talking right to you in your, in your headphones. And you can really make an impact by improving your sound quality. You don't have to make everything look good, but it should at this point in history sound good. I agree with that, but I also agree that lighting matters a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that lighting is very important. If it's bad lighting, 
Yep. Nobody really wants to watch it. So if you're, you're right. doing video, if, if the visual matters, I think lighting matters a lot. And it's interesting because nobody's seeing this podcast, so I didn't bother setting up the lights on my computer. So it's just the sun coming in and I keep, I'm like, my face keeps changing. Because I was going to say you're glowing. <laughs> it's, so pretty. it's just sun. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> but so for my videos, I don't take chances with light. Yeah. Right? Like I, I control the light. And I think that's another thing is like you do want to control the variables that you can or else if you want it to look good, you're sitting and editing endlessly right. to try to match the light up. What's that term? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So one of the things, so as you know, I am a coach for not just weight loss and wellness, but also professional and personal development. And one of the biggest things that I'm always telling my clients as we talk about how they can strategize to take that next leap in their career is like, let's take it back to basics for a minute. How are you showing up to your Zooms? Like literally to your Zooms? Because that's a part of every life now. It is a part of everyday life. And it's the same thing as if you're always that person running into the meeting in your office five minutes late with like, you know, your pen falling out from behind your ear and your, your, your Diet Coke's falling out of your hand and you're just like a hot mess. A mess. I see people all the time who have hired me. I'm coaching them. They've hired me because they want to take their career to the next level and they want to go from be a six-figure earner to a seven-figure earner, yet they cannot show up to a Zoom seated properly with their hair, like at least managed, put in a ponytail or whatever, with a proper light on their face. And I say, you have to understand that every moment you're putting yourself out to the world, it matters. It matters. This is not about perfection. This is about literally the bare minimum so you can show up feeling confident. So of all of these pieces of technical advice that we can give people, I think the most important piece of advice is show up early, test your equipment, do where it says check mic and video, check like it. check it, right? Make sure that it's correct because that's very annoying when you get on a Zoom or an interview if you're, you know, guesting on a podcast or whatever it is that you're doing in your, in your vertical. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, oh, my AirPods won't connect. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. It is. Yeah. It is actually. And it wastes so everyone's time and that you're yeah. not doing yourself any favors by having that be your impression. That's right. Honestly, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had people hop on these calls with me and they're like, oh, sorry, wait. Oh, I'm, I, let me find my light. Oh, I'm back late. You can't see me. And I'm like, did this not even occur to you to come in the room five minutes earlier? Just so we could start this meeting with a different tone of voice, right? Yeah. Totally. That made me take such a deep breath. And you're so right. You're so right. People give a lot of just on that same train of thought to their background, right? Like their Zoom Mm -hmm. background, like you have a beautiful Zoom background and Zoom backgrounds are a thing now, right? But a lot of people are like, oh, but I don't have this space. You don't need space Mm -hmm. for a Zoom background. That's kind of the beauty of it. You just need one tiny little corner clean. Absolutely. And like maybe like a cute potted plant or a fake potted plant, like just to, if you want. Or a picture like, wall or like or something, picture. whatever you like. It does not have to be nuts. You're absolutely right. And by the way, you can blur it, mm-hmm. but it is yeah. as long as you are well lit yeah. and you have good audio. I think that fundamentally is the most important. A hundred percent. And, you know, to take that on a bigger scale. So for somebody who might want to do videos for a side hustle or future business or existing business or Instagram, Mm -hmm. people are like, well, I don't have a studio. I've heard this a lot, right? And I'm like, well, I don't have a studio. And they're like, well, yeah, you do. I see the same set every time. So like I said, in New York, I had my yoga corner 
And here is my best tip for anyone who doesn't have space for a studio. Furniture sliders. Oh. All of my furniture, anywhere I shoot, is on a slider. Smart. All of it. So I can move it by myself without having to wait for an assistant or wait for another person or depend on anyone but me to move the stuff out of the way so I can get started when I need to get started. It makes the heaviest furniture very light. So all of my furniture is on sliders. There's a lot of different kinds you can buy. They are exceedingly cheap, like cents, like not even dollars. Like some of them can be pennies. So they, you can have the kind of sliders that are like furry and you put on the table ends. You can have just the felt so that you can't see them. You can have the plastic kind. You can have the carpet kind, which is plastic. There are hard plastic. There are so many kinds of sliders. So yes, you can move furniture by yourself without another person. Because I find that people make excuses, right? They're like, well, I need, that means I need another person. It means I need this. And I'm like, no, you just need yourself. That's it. Yeah. Furniture sliders. I also started uh, in the beginning of like my influencer days because I was also doing like you, Heidi, a lot of like food content and just different types of things. Even in our little New York apartment, we had a, a prop closet. And I would start just just buying things on Amazon that were not expensive, just different plates, different plates. napkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Towels, um, like the towels. dish towels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Different um, little pieces of greenery, like, yeah. you know, like a little, you know, something that looked like grass or something that you could just sprinkle here and there to make it look, you know, some glittery marbles I would put around yeah. a bowl and just things to make a picture look a little more styled. Mm-hmm. And I think it's remarkable what you can do with a little bit of creativity. hundred percent. And you know, oh gosh, we're going back so many years now. I feel like maybe like to 2010. <laughs> so go back 13 years and iPhones were not good. So you did need, so I used to write the vegan recipes for Shape along with their yoga content. And um, for the vegan recipes, I bought a special lens for, I had, I think the camera, the first big camera I bought was the Canon 70D, which still is a great, amazing camera for video and stills, but you just switch out the lens like for, so if you're doing food photography, if you're very serious about it, you could buy a lens that you could really adjust it to focus on exactly what you wanted and the rest of it could be blurred out and it could have that Mm -hmm. cool effect. Now iPhones, quite frankly, do everything you could ever need. The portrait mode on iPhone takes the best food photography you could ever need. True. Obviously, if you want more control over it, you can buy a lens. Those particular lenses are not expensive compared to the wide angle ones you need for shooting fitness because those ones don't need autofocus, right? And a lens that doesn't need autofocus is much less expensive than one that moves on its own. Well, I think this is like getting into kind of an interesting part of what we were going to talk about, which is what do we believe in doing ourselves and what do we believe in outsourcing? Because, you know, I strongly believe in a healthy mix of in-house and outsourcing. In fact, you know, I come from the horse world. I was a horseback rider. And I'll never forget one of the women I worked for um, who ran a big, you know, big farm, a big facility that I worked for. She said, you know, we have all of these guys on the farm that do all this stuff and it's great. But I don't want there to ever be anything on this farm that you couldn't do yourself. Like if he didn't show up for work, you should be able to drive the tractor, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, there are things that we outsource. For instance, production of off the gram. We have Mm -hmm. Gotham, who is our wonderful production partner, has been, you know, since the very beginning. 
And that is time that we are grateful to take back because we can use it to do other things like booking the guests, writing the script, you know, selling the show to and working with our sponsors to make sure they're happy. And we we leave the production and the uploading of the shows up to them because that's what they specialize in. But we do a lot of it. We do have a social media assistant who helps us, but we're very hands-on and involved with the -the off-the-gram social media, for instance. So Heidi, what are some things that you keep in-house that might surprise people or what are some things that you outsource? So I'm like, you are the outsource queen. We know this. Yeah, and <laughs> and I, I always take I on like too much. <laughs> I really like to evaluate mm-hmm. where I can really yeah. take time back. I love it. I, I love it. And I think everyone can learn from that, myself included. And so before the pandemic started, so again, the pandemic changed everything. You've said this in this episode already. Before the pandemic started, I hired a videographer for Crossflow Yoga because I hadn't yet launched the app, but I was shooting all the content for it. And as you mentioned, I still put out a video every single week on the app. We're up to like 265 videos on the app now. I hired a videographer. I hired an editor. The videographer also said he did sound and then... We did some videos where the mic wasn't attached and oh my I like lost my Stop mind. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, like, like, I sidebar, can't use this. <laughs> sidebar here, like now that I'm on the road speaking, I hire videographers in all different cities. And so I guess on one hand, I'm saying you can do that. There's ways that you can hire videographers that want to work, you know, on Fiverr that are affordable, but not all of them can do all of the things that they say that they can do. So yeah. I don't know what my what my good takeaway is. I guess just maybe get references. But let me tell you, I have been in some situations where I hired somebody and they said that they were going to do one thing. And the video I got back looked like a drunk monkey shot it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. But the words you used were very funny. I'm like, I know how devastating that scenario is. But the, the way you put it was, that's. That's awful. And, but anyway, and whatever but client you were shooting it for was not so understanding, I'm sure. No, it was me. It was oh, my own oh, okay. keynote. And I was like, oh. I finished and I was like, that was the best keynote I ever gave. I'm oh, so proud of that. God. I can't wait to use that as a case study for like all of my other clients. Mm. And then I looked at the video and I was like, where, where am I? Oh, there's half of my ear. Wait, where's the rest of me? Like oh, it was goodness. that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely check references. Ask for you know, footage that they've actually done, maybe. Um, That's a good point. So yes, videographer I was working with, he was doing sound. I was working with an editor. Um, And of course, I didn't build my app. I hired a third-party company to build it for me at great expense, but I could never have done it, you know? So it it was an investment in my career and company. But then I've seen you take on so much of it yourself since then. So this is what happened is the pandemic hit. And I was like, wait, I promised people at the first year, I promised people because I didn't have like a big library. I promised two videos a week. And here I was like, we left for Southampton. We were living with another family that their kids were not. It's hard to control any child, right? But like getting a half an hour or an hour of sound free time felt impossible and often was impossible. I was not in, not even in the apartment with my yoga corner. It was, it was a really crazy scenario. And I had my laptop. Like I didn't even have like the brand new Mac pro that I bought to edit all these videos on. Like I specifically bought a brand new computer for this and left it at home because it was, you know, giant. And also we all thought we were going to be gone for two weeks, two weeks. So Oh, external hard drives are incredibly important if you're shooting video, I will say, because that allowed me to take it on my laptop when we left for our, quote, two weeks that turned into six months. But all of a sudden, I was left without a videographer. I was left without a sound person. I was left without an editor. And I was like, oh, 
but I promised this, so I have to deliver it. So I guess I have to learn how to do everything. So there was a very short portion where I was forcing my husband, Alex, to sit at the video and press start and like make sure it was focusing on me. So that brings me to a really important tip on video. If you're doing it by yourself, the camera you buy has to have excellent autofocus Mm. because then you're not halfway through the video and all of a sudden you're completely blurred out because the camera focused on something else. That would be a real bummer. Yeah, sure would. Yeah. So I, but then I realized that he was just on his phone, not looking at the video anyway. And I would get all these blurry videos and I was like, come on, I would get so mad. So I was like, just forget you. I don't need you. And then, you know, I felt better about it and realized how important the auto tracking focus was on a camera for me, right? Like everybody has their specific needs depending on what they're doing with the cameras. So I learned how to shoot by myself, which wasn't hard. It's just a camera with autofocus. Husbands of Instagram are a very good asset to have, though, I will say. Highly recommend picking up one of those. I I, I would, yeah, they sound great. Um, (laughs) Um, So so there was that. And then I just, you know, like sometimes I learned the hard way because I'd be trying to do so many things and that can happen, right? When you're trying to wear all the hats, you can drop a ball that you're juggling. And so like one time I forgot to press the cord all the way in for the mic on the camera mm. and the sound wasn't there and I had to reshoot the whole day. And, you know, Aww. but you learn, you learn, you learn. Yeah. I learned quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I never shoot a video without shooting the intro, stopping it, checking the sound yeah. and then shooting the rest. Um, and the editing part, honestly, like I, I was a really early adopter of Final Cut Pro on Apple. Yeah. I remember that. You've always been good with that. But iMovie is great. Yeah. Final Cut Pro honestly requires like a degree in video. Right. If I'm being. So like, you use iMovie too. I, now to, I do. I used to use Final Cut Pro and I can't tell you how many like private tutoring sessions to learn how to use it. And then they just yeah. kept updating it. And I was like, I just don't, I can't, I can't spend months learning every update because I didn't go to film school. I went to right. theater school, not film school. It's very different. So, yeah. but iMovie is like the easiest thing in the world to use for editing. If you're editing like a real deal video, I, is I picked up from you Splice for Instagram videos. I think yeah. it's the best editing tool out there and it's on your phone like and it's a really inexpensive app and it does a lot of things. There's like one function I think that Splice doesn't do, which is like a freeze frame. They started doing it. Did they? Because yeah, when I looked it up it. like a month ago, they were like, how you freeze frame on Splice is you take a screenshot and you insert it into your video. And I was like, what? No, it just got added. Okay. It got added recently. There you go. Now Splice is everything. Do you know what's so funny, Heidi? Is like I'm at the at the age with my kids that where Mason is teaching me how to use things. I remember oh my gosh. when I was a little kid, and one night on a Friday night, my, we had been put to bed. It was probably like eight thirty or nine yeah. o'clock. We we had already been put to bed as the children, and I remember my mom came and got me out of my room and was like we have, Jamie, we have company over and they want to listen to the Carol King CD. And I know you know how to use the CD player. Can you come down and help us? And I felt so cool because I was like the technologically savvy one. That's who Mason is to me now. Like literally last week and he's like, mom, do you want to do that tutorial of video leave this weekend? Because I really want to show you how to, he, the kid edits videos like nobody's business. That's amazing. Um, I've always used Splice. Mm-hmm. It definitely has its shortcomings mm-hmm. and its glitches, but it's it's good. But here's the deal. And I guess without getting too in the weeds, with with apps like Splice and Canva, and which which obviously is for for other types of things, graphic design and making you know cool different things for your for your social media channels, um, CapCut, right? All of these apps make it so pretty much 
anybody can create the types of videos that you see out there that you think you couldn't create. If you have a little bit of patience, you can probably teach yourself how to use it and probably without even the pro version. I mean, some of them you need to get the pro version, but it's so easy now. And yeah. I like to do everything myself when it comes to video video editing because it gives me the freedom to be creative and nimble. So there's a couple of circumstances that, you know, I that I get a little help. So for instance, I do have a company that I will share the name of because I really enjoy working with them. It's called Sergo Media, S U R G O. And they helped me with um, all these cool like videos that I've been making recently. Um, we made them specifically for my TikTok mm-hmm. to kind of get more professional workplace content out there, but I've been putting them on my Instagram and people have been really enjoying them. So I've been sharing their name a lot lately because mm-hmm. everyone's like, what app did you use to make that? I said, oh, it's not an app. It's yeah. a company and they've been doing a great job for me. So yeah. Sergo, I really enjoy. But other than that, Heidi, like I like to do my own stuff. I know you do too. Well, and I have to say like the pandemic showed me that like in my yeah. head, I needed a team, but then yeah. the pandemic hit and I didn't have access to them. And I was like, oh, but I can do this really easily. And then it comes out exactly the way I want it to for my brand, which matters. Yeah. And going through like rounds and rounds of edits and they had to wait a couple days for them to get back on the email. Like it's complicated working with video editors or a team. And I know this sounds like a luxury problem, but Mm. keep in mind, this is what we do for a living. So, you know, we do do content for a living. You work with editors. But I'd so much rather have the power in my hands to be able to do it myself. I I completely agree with that. And it's also one time, this is just a silly anecdotal story. One of the people that I had hired to edit the videos when I was launching Crosslow Yoga, he gave me an invoice after editing one video, which took him like 900 years. And um, by the way, I'm the one take wonder. He was not splicing multiple takes. Or angles. Um, or maybe there was another angle. I don't know. Either way, he invoiced me for some astronomical amount of hours. And I was like, how is it that, I mean, it takes me like five minutes to edit a video and it right, took like, you, that sounds like a you problem. 20 hours. He was like, well, it re- that's how long it took to render. To render? He charged you for rendering time. Mm-hmm. And people, cool. rendering does take a very long time, but guess what? It requires zero hands-on effort. You the button. You literally can leave and just, it'll let you know when it's done. It's So you will, you can get upcharged for things that you might not know about if oh, you haven't you done it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> for most people probably listening to this, you're not necessarily a content creator for a living, but you do probably understand, which is why you've been listening to this episode, that there isn't a world in which you don't need to have some form of these skills these days. Yes. It's how marketing is done. It's how we self-promote. You know, oftentimes we're asked to do a piece of, of some of this stuff for our business if we work for a company. It's expected. Yeah. It's expected. And you can do it yourself. And I'm glad that so many of us were forced into a situation throughout the pandemic where all of a sudden we were like, oh, I can take the power in my own hands. And let me say this. If that feels too overwhelming since you're not forced into it now – Take a lesson, yeah. you know, like hire a local high school kid, college kid for an hour or two of their time. They'd be thrilled to get paid. Available. Yeah, ex- exactly. Or and elementary school, elementary, middle, it all works. And just like, or ask a relative. It's so, it's, some of this stuff is so much more intuitive and simple than it can feel in the like obscure not knowing, right? Knowing is always better than not knowing. And when you don't know, things are scary. So ask someone. 
ask someone and also um, just hearkening back to what I was saying earlier about being prepared. So being prepared also doesn't just have to do with showing up on time and finding your light for a Zoom call. It has to do with if you feel overwhelmed by social media, Heidi, we've had this conversation before where sometimes we'll log on and we'll see somebody's video and our first instinct, all of us, me, you, Megan, we all feel like this is like, we'll roll our eyes because we wish that we could make videos like that. And so I'm like, oh, she's annoying. I do it all that I did it this morning, right? because I wish I could do it. Hmm. So instead of, it's okay if that's your first gut reaction, but then take a breath, ask yourself why that's coming up and say, okay, instead, why don't I write down what I like about this video and maybe find a few other videos that look like this and then make a list of how I could go about doing it. It looks like she has, you know, a couple different cuts in here. Maybe I could reach out and see what app she used to make it and I could try it myself. Or if it really does annoy you, If that is the case, also figure out why and make content that doesn't annoy you. Absolutely. If it's really annoying content, it's annoying content. I just find that sometimes I see people crushing it and they're just like, so happy to be here, like announcing this amazing video. And I'm like, screw you, bitch. But it's because I... I was like, why didn't I think of that? Or why don't I know how to do that? And then, you know, I have 50 things on my to-do list and the kids are crying and the dog needs to go for a poop. And I'm like, (laughs) I I just feel overwhelmed. It's like, oh. She's doing great. I don't have time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm just going to get angry instead. So sometimes I think we could take a step back, but you're absolutely right. And I think I it's think just about they're being, both right. They're both, they're both right. right. Yeah. And I think that putting out content, what people need to understand, and people ask me this all the time as an influencer, they just kind of think I'm out there footloose and fancy free, like just, I don't know, eating bonbons. And sometimes I just hop on Instagram to make Which a video and it's like why we need to do the other episode of a day in the life about being an, yes mm-hmm. we're going to do a day in the life of being an influencer and not in the annoying way no. but like in the do you actually Nuts are you bolts. curious about what it takes to do that and I think the point is is that there's so much strategy there is so much planning there is so much really creative storyboarding and thinking through what types of videos we would like to make and writing a script and figuring out what shots we would need and coming up with costumes and props and If you, you don't have to be a paid content creator to do that. If you are promoting your own business or service, look at some videos that are trending on TikTok that might be good for you to use as a representation of your business and plan. Set aside the time, right? The time is never going to magically be there. Set aside, you know, if it takes getting babysitter for two hours on like a Saturday afternoon, then do it. Do it because you want to give yourself the time where you and your partner aren't bickering, you know, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not like you, you, yeah. Sometimes I'll shove the kids with George and be like, yeah. I'm making content. I mean, and he's like, I don't care. We have a weekly off the gram shoot schedule. Yeah. I have a weekly cross flow yoga shoot schedule. Yeah. You have all of your QVCs. Every, and then, you know, I'm sure that you and every, you know, myself included, every content creator has time in their calendar that is set aside for shooting. It's not just like, as you said, oh, I have five minutes because it never takes five minutes because there's preparation. (laughs) It really never takes five minutes. I always do blocks of content. I make sure I take the time and I schedule in the time it's going to take to do my own hair and makeup and all of the things it takes to put out a video that makes you feel proud. And I should also mention that we both work with professional photographers and non-professional photographers, oh, aka absolutely. family. Absolutely. Uh, or tripods yes. with a start and stop. 
or a tripod with a that's another great tip also by the way equipment wise those little clickers yes so you can take your own picture yeah uh, look the point is this there's there's no right answer in all of this because different people have different needs but the requirements to get started are pretty simple they're pretty low barrier to entry on the money Mm -hmm. scale. Um, and what is really more important than having the perfect tripod is taking a little time to say, what do I want to put out? What does it look like? Who are some other creators who have done it similar that I could take some notes from and giving yourself the time and preparation to do it right. That is more important than, you know, a neon sign or, uh, you know, some pampas grass or some sort of a boho chic vase with some fresh flowers. Those things are all icing on the cake. Agree. I love it. Well, if there's people out there, I'm sure we're going to have questions yes. from this episode. So my DMs are always open. I know Heidi's are too. Yeah. Also uh, on Instagram, we are Off The Grand Podcast. Feel free to reach out, ask us questions. We might be able to answer them. We might not. But definitely out of necessity, putting together a home studio that allows us to bring our special sauce into the world is something that Heidi and I are very well versed in. And look, the coolest part about it is we were both able to leave New York City, which is something we wanted to do, not that leaving New York City is necessarily good or bad, but we wanted to be able to take our families where there was more space. And in yesteryear, you couldn't do that if you were a media personality. And today it's democratized and the power of content creation is in, in your own hands. And how cool is that? It's amazing. Freedom. Freedom. Uh, well, it is amazing. So are you, Heidi. I love you. I love, love doing you. solo episodes with you. So but they're not solo because they're with all of you out there. And we love you for joining us. Do we have a karma call? You know what? I think that was my I karma call. I think it call. was, yeah. Like preparation, preparation, preparation. As far as I'm concerned, that is the key to content creation over any sort of expensive equipment. I think that is great, beautiful There you advice. go. Well, I'm glad I could bring it to you. Don't forget to follow us. I just gave you our handle, but I'll give it again. It's Off The Gram Podcast. That's where you can find us on Instagram. Also, I am NYC Fit Fam. Heidi is Heidi Christopher with a K. And uh, we love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.